0: Hello, welcome back to Let's Talk Title with Emerald Coast Title Services. I'm ECTS President and host, Dion Moniz.
1: I am Ashley Bowen, ECTS D O O, and licensed title <laughs> agent.
0: So we're back today to give you yet some more legal updates. Uh, last few episodes have been about updates and uh, or new laws coming down the pike, and we've got two more got to talk more. about today. Yeah, so tis the season for uh, changes in the laws. Um, so the first one we'll talk about is, uh, it goes into effect January 1st of 2024, and that changes the requirements for deeds. Uh, it's addressed in statute 695.26, but Ashley, why don't you tell so, our audience what's changing?
1: So the change is that they're now requiring the witnesses, not only signature and printed name, but now they're having you add your address um, to the deed. I don't really know why, um, I don't know that it's going to help anything, um, but I do know that in um, I want to say it's Lake County, um, they are doing a trial for um, a what a, n- a new law would be where they're requiring drivers' licenses of the signer of the grantor be recorded with the deed. Right. Um, and so I think definitely all of this is happening to prevent fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that putting witnesses' addresses on a deed is going to prevent fraud, (laughs) because you could make up an address, no one's going to check, Um, but that's the new thing. So now we have new lines on the deed, the deed's going to be a little bit longer, Um, the signing's going to take a little bit longer, and we've ordered um, address stamps from Etsy with all of our company addresses on them. It's all about
0: efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. So even though this law doesn't go into effect until January, we've already implemented the changes. We have. Trying to stay proactive. Um, so maybe I guess if you're doing a remote signing and you get a deed back, I guess the addresses might be a way of confirming the witnesses are real people, because you can try to look them up.
1: Mm-hmm. Or if if the there's a problem with the deed, I guess you could send right. a letter to yeah. the witness and try to track down the signer. Yeah. Maybe.
0: So it makes sense. Um, cause Ish. I mean, if you try to read my signature, you're not gonna know who it is. No,
1: that's definitely <laughs> the truth.
0: <laughs> so an address would help out there. All right, that's so that's true. that's the first change. That's the easy one. Uh, right. The other one's not not hard, but it's just a little more in depth. And that's with regards to mortgage payoffs. So we've actually experienced issues. We had
1: this with was that. two summers ago, I think. Yeah. Now, where we it was right in the um, midst of the. COVID real estate chaos, where um, everything was going so fast, everybody was working from home. Um, We got a payoff statement from a a lender. They sent it to us. We used that and closed. And then about four months later, that payoff lender contacted us and said that their system had miscalculated the interest and the payoff was $69,000 short. They were going to send us that money back. And not release our property and you got on the phone and said no way and you had to get angry with them and (laughs) make them not send the money back and actually release the property Um, or we were gonna have to file a claim with their title insurance which is why we get title insurance people Um, but that situation that happened to us two years ago can never happen again
0: right after this exactly so Chapter or Statute 701.04 has now been uh, amended as of October the 1st, and whatever mortgage payoff a lender sends, that's valid uh, for I think it's 60 days. Now, if they change it before the payoff is sent, so if the title company gets a revised one before the payoff is actually sent, then the, the new one supersedes. But if the title company pays the lender in reliance on the payoff statement, then the lender must abide by those figures so even if they made a mistake like in our situation where their computer glitched out and didn't calculate the payoff amount properly we are now legally or they're legally obligated to honor those numbers.
1: I was just thinking this happened to me again a few months ago where um, I we had a payoff and we paid it but they the um, mortgage holder had paid an insurance check or something between the time that we got our payoff statement and we paid the loan off but they didn't send us an updated payoff so we sent the amount that we thought we were supposed to send and then a couple weeks later they said hey the payoff's not right it's not enough yeah um so this and it's happened to me a few times so i'm very glad to see that there's a new law um going into effect to stop that from happening absolutely so that we can rely on the payoff statements that we get at closing
0: yeah and it even has an attorney fee clause in there so oh i like that (laughs) yeah lender sends the payoff and doesn't um, abide by it, then they have to pay attorney's fees and costs uh, when they lose that lawsuit. So that's good. It gets mm-hmm. good teeth in it. Yes, great. Um, so it, 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 most lenders are smart and they say the payoff is up to a, a certain date. So obviously that's the controlling date in those letters.
1: Well, right. Um, but in my situation, I paid mine off before right. that, pay, yes. that good through date was exactly. up. And so my, my payoff should have been valid in both of my situations. Yeah.
0: So now, instead of me having to get on the phone and argue angrily with the lender as to why they have to abide by their payoff statement, now it will become, or it, it will be law. And so now I can just point to the statute and say, if you don't abide by it, you're going to get sued and you're going to have to pay attorney's fees and costs. So really good change in the law. I'm glad they uh, did. I'm sure it was just for us.
1: Yeah, they did. They, was just, <laughs> they knew I was having trouble with these lenders lately. Um, and I love those attorney fees clause being stuck in there.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. So uh, two really good changes in the laws. Uh, if you don't use ECTS for closings, well, you should. But if you don't, make sure they're using the uh, the proper deed forms. So uh, make sure there's two witness addresses on that deed, uh, at least after January 1. But if you use us, you don't have to worry about
1: it. That's true. Um, and so you guys know, if you're witnessing deeds at other title companies, um, I asked and was told that it's okay for us to use our business address. We don't have to use our personal home address on these documents that are getting recorded in public record. So I would use your business address. Yeah.
0: Good point. All right. So that's the two legal updates. Lastly, we wanted to uh, give a little shout out. So we've recently been honored with actually making the top 30 best title insurance podcasts list by uh, Feedspot, And so, uh, But for all our great listeners, I don't think that would be uh, possible.
1: That's really exciting.
0: I think we're number 13 right now. So a big thank you uh, to our listeners.
1: I didn't even know anybody listened to us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know there was a best title (laughs) podcast uh, podcast, uh, list, but there is. And we're on it. it. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) thank you to FeetSpot for recognizing us us, and for uh, including us on that list. We're really grateful. If you want to see it, you can Google it uh, or go to FeetSpot.com. Um, All right. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Kind of short and sweet, but important information. So again, we're always looking for new topics to talk about. So send us a message. Uh, Please visit our social media pages and like us or subscribe. And in the meantime, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.